Hey everybody, Jim here to remind you that this week's DC Comics podcast that would normally come out this Sunday is actually going to be Patreon only. And that is something that we do every time there is an annuals week, a fifth week of comics where DC usually puts out a bunch of annuals as they did this week amongst other books. And to get involved and listen to that show, it's very easy. You just go over to the Patreon, patreon.com slash weird science. Sign up for as little as $1 for the entire month, and then you can listen to that. And why I'm jumping on here right now is because that episode will actually be going up and recorded live on Saturday night. Saturday night at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, me and Eric are going to broadcast the episode live on the Patreon. So I wanted to let everybody know that if you wanted to get involved with that, then you can jump on right away, get in there, and we'll do the show live. And then it will be released on Patreon as a podcast itself on Sunday. But something we're going to do a little bit different this time. And there's other things, not just that one podcast. We have a ton of comic book podcasts, DC, Marvel, manga, indie, all of that all rolled up into one. And each week when me and Eric, the beginning of the podcast, talk about the Patreon, we always mention our badass spotlight. It comes out every Thursday night. Two books picked by the badasses of the Get Fresh crew. And for me to kind of give you a commercial for what we do over on the Patreon, I figured that I would give you tonight an episode of our Patreon spotlight. This is just from a couple weeks ago. This is the spotlight of Batman One Bad Day, Mr. Freeze Number One, and Dark Crisis Worlds Without a Justice League Batman Number One, a spotlight episode that was an hour and 20 minutes. So you'll get to listen to that right now and decide for yourself. Oh, man, I like the way that sounds. Maybe I'll get involved. And then you can go over to the Patreon, again, patreon.com slash weird science and sign up and kick it into the whole deal where we have our live show of the regular podcast this week and then a bunch of other stuff after that. So, yeah, go and check it out. Patreon.com slash weird science. That's all we really ask. You check it out. If it's not for you, you don't have to stick around. But I think we do enough stuff over there that you'll have a lot of fun and get involved in being with the rest of the Get Fresh crew. A very very nice group of people. So please check it out. And here is the show. Oh, yes, Eric, it is a spotlight. You ready to talk about that big D? The, the big, big D. D. I remember no, I didn't even I'm know what I didn't even know what the D was until I started working with you. And at one point, I think you and Ben. Well, you kept that, saying stuff about the D and we had to snicker at you because you're a dumbass. I meant heavy D and yeah. you just started saying that. You also, all the, the heavy D. I don't, and I'm going to say a phrase and I know I'm going to mess it up. It's like I got five on it. Is that, is that what yes. the phrase is? Yes. Remember, I didn't know what that meant either. I'm like, what, what are you guys doing? Didn't know what a sea hair either. You're a sweet boy is what you yeah, like to call that you. that is true. That is true. Yes, a sweet boy indeed. Oh, my goodness. It's the spotlight. We're doing this a little late. Uh, in fact, my computer says it's 1128 at night. Oh, no. my goodness gracious. Uh, well, like you, your computer's usually wrong. Usually wrong. Yeah, my, my computer ended up frying today. And so I was desperately trying to find a new one. Tanya Eight at hours. one point. Yeah, uh, it, yeah. I mean, here's the thing. First off, no store has anything worth a shit anyway on the shelf. 
and I, I'm not just going to get a piece of crap thing, Eric. I got to edit stuff on this or whatever. So, yeah, it took me until I think I think it went down like around 11 and then around one. I finally found the thing. Then I ordered it for pickup in, you know, White what Whitehall. Yes. I ended up seeing White Castle again. And then it took till four. It took till four for them to it said pick up an hour. It said an hour. It, it took like two and a half hours. So then I went. So everything of getting the computer was like at four till now. And then I had to read these books. So I ended you up where, did earlier. No, I was busy trying to get the stupid computer. And then at one point I was desperately trying to actually do some computer work, which has not done well. I had my old computer. What does that, that even I mean? Tra- I was doing computer work. Well, I was trying to change up the power supply from my old computer to the, the one that ended up going down because I, I think that's all I know if you're in there doing binary or some shit, well, machine I was trying code. to do some things. Now, again, Tanya kept saying to me, well, you could take it to the, the Geek Squad and they could fix it. I'm like, I need it today. That's the and biggest also, problem. And also, I can't have it. Geek Squad know what I have on here. Yeah, really. No, actually, I'm like, yeah. Because then they'll tell you. Yeah, but they'll tell her. They'll tell the police. Holy moly. All right, you calm down. <laughs> yeah, no. uh, in, the, in the meantime, that's where Rafe works now. So then I go, and I, this has happened the last time. This was in June when the thing went down the last time. And I get on, I'm looking best by, I'm trying to match up stats. I'm talking to Batman Beyond Mark about what I need to get so that it will work out okay. And uh, I end up where everything that they, nothing in Quakertown. Why doesn't Quakertown Best Buy have anything? They have nothing on the shelf. So I had to go to Whitehall and I, I ended up messaging you as I was in, I was at a red light actually right next to the White Castle and somehow just looking at it gave me diarrhea. I couldn't even believe it. So yeah, I come home then. So I come home then, and then I have to set up the computer. So it would have taken the the time anyway. So it's it's uploading stuff and getting things. So I'm reading the books while that's happening, not remembering or realizing they're two oversized books. Then I get to the size Spurrier bunch of bullshit, and I I almost lost it. I almost ended up just throwing my tab. Then I would have had to buy a new tablet. Also, I was trying to like shuffle funds. Like, how much can I spend on this? Luckily, the computer I ended up finding actually was like four hundred dollars off. It's the same exact thing I had before. It's Anything that's four hundred dollars off, I know I already can't afford. Well, yeah. Well, no, it actually was originally like nine hundred, so it ended up being five hundred. It's still a pain in the ass. And I do think I could get my other one fixed, but who knows if I'll get around to that. Oh, but it'd be yeah. nice to have a backup. And I actually thought. Maybe Eric would want this, but first I got to get rid of that, you know, certain Incriminating things. evidence, <laughs> I got you. Yeah. So then I get on and luckily everything is, you know, not even just on the cloud, but it, it saves your preferences and things like that. And I can't remember any of the, the passwords. I don't know what I was. Half the time, I think I've redone passwords, but then I was, I don't know. I might've been high at some point, Eric, but you? here we are. We get to do this. Also, I was doing an episode of the Injustice Gods Among Us Reading Club. Eric, it was one of the best things I had ever done. I, I actually, while it. I was recording it, I was thinking to myself, what is going on? I am on right now. I was so, oh my goodness. I made the comment, Eric, that what makes Superman isn't just that he could stop dark side, right? It's not just that he can stop what he's doing and get a cat out of a tree for an old <sighs> lady. You know what it is? What is it? It's both of them combined. Oh, oh my goodness gracious. That's what makes him great. You know he will fight Dark Side and he'll Maybe also. Maybe people are okay with the idea <laughs> that you didn't get to record this. No, it was good. And then I started yelling about how Superman might have been hitting on a 12 year old kid. But that's <sighs> a beside the deal. 
Well, you end up where he goes because at first you think that he ruined this kid's bike. You also think that Bibbo was, you know, doing weird stuff with those alien children. And I don't know where your mind goes immediately. I know you don't listen to the manga stuff. Anytime you know a this? girl shows up, I think it's a guy and vice versa. So I, I'm all messed up there. No. And they're he all children. The, he ends up with this bike. This kid hits a rock and goes over the handlebars. And then Superman comes down. He tries to fix it with his brute strength and makes it worse. Then takes the kid home and goes, all right, see you later. Never fixes the deal. I'm like, this is the real evil of the injustice Superman. But he ends up in the background. He goes and gets a new tire for this kid. And when he shows up, the mom answers and he goes, oh, now I see where James gets his good looks. I'm like, that's a weird, that's a weird statement, It's a weird right? thing, but you know what? Something weird that you would say for how awkward you are with people. <laughs> but Superman shouldn't be. <laughs> it made me laugh because right before He's that, he Superman, met Lois. not super social. That's true. Maybe that's it. You're super social. You are, but. Super antisocial. Like I said, I ended up, do you like the song Antisocial by Anthrax? I no. like that. And I actually got an email. The thing that shut down our live stream last week, I thought it was Blackpink. No, it was Anthrax live version of I'm the Man. Well, that's the thing is not only are you playing the song that you don't, you're not allowed to play, but you are showing the band during a thing and you have to buy tickets to see that show. So you were double dipping in your copyright infringement. Well, actually it it was an official video of them in concert, but me and you like that song. That is always the, that's the live show song. And I thought, oh, that'd be pretty cool. Not realizing first off, you wouldn't get to hear it. So that threw it off a bit, but then we got shut down for that little bit of time. And more Look, people I don't, did I don't know say, if it is showing up because I tried to send you a message during the whole thing where I couldn't hear it. But what I could hear is you breathing and some of the song like song coming through your headphones. Yeah, that was just me sitting around. I'm like, can I, anybody know. else hear this? Is this a problem? You never got Probably back not. to me. No, but I have a filter on the deal. Plus, I'm sitting there getting close to the mic. I'm kind of pretending then I'm you making were like out readjusting you. your chair, scraping it against the floor. And I'm like, what is he doing? That's what happened. This is my That's what happens. <laughs> I had a hot mic. What well, Luke Hollywood almost had a hot mic during the old manga stuff. We don't like to curse on that, though. He starts going off. He was drunk. He was like you. It was his birthday. He was drunk. <laughs> having fun. Living your life. Having fun, doing stupid stuff. I end up being like that Batman, one of the Batmans, the knight in that Cy Spurrier thing. I don't know what it is to have fun. That's all I got from that one, though. But we'll start off this and these are big books right? two batman you, books yeah you get but yeah imagine that you get batman one bad day mr freeze which then should be pretty big and the dark crisis time worlds without a just league the is batman, this the last time this is the last time you asked me that last week it, it better be i no, mean, I mean there's not general, much time I'm, I'm, like we have young justice this week as well though don't we like what is like are this is this the last week of the all the tie-ins to dark crisis I as far as we is. know like without epilogue bullshit unless yeah there might be an epilogue thing i think that this is the end and i have some theories about the, the timing end. of this one <laughs> my only friend we and having this where i don't know i, I just they're big but if Where's you look did you at look Jim? at reviews oh no. yeah did you yeah oh, no there's... actually no i fucked that noise i started reading size Spurrier. had no idea what the hell he was talking about immediately went to comic book round to yeah, see what people what were giving this because i'm like oh you know what bullshit. i thought <laughs> yeah you know what i thought exactly here's my exact thoughts what the fuck? Three word bubbles in or three now or something. What the, what the fuck did Geek Dad give this right over there? I'm like, yep, there it is. It's like an eight five. And then like, Constantine. the fuck down with this nonsense. Holy shit. And so I went over. Tell but a story. The, the other thing about that is like three reviews. 
That's it. That's it was the like three only or four. People. Yeah, I was actually shocked at that. And and just uh, since we're here amongst friends, Eric, we're here uh, just because I was going to mention something last week on the regular podcast, but I thought it, it kind of sometimes sounds like me just you know broken record a bitch and a moaning. But me and Eric had a, a bit of a uh, kind of a run in. Oh, yes, exactly. <laughs> Whom, Eric? We ended up where the DC kind of was giving a shit. They they were saying about the reviews and how we're not as but. I think that that was a common thing that they started saying to people because I suddenly realized in the last two weeks that people who usually end up reviewing anything aren't reviewing everything all of a sudden because I think they're running scared. I think DC is being a bunch of bullshit and trying to tighten the screws where you already have what appears to be shills all you out there. You got a cheerleading then, squad waiting in the wings just ready to suck you off after the big game, DC. Calm down. Yeah, exactly. Why are you going to... to Probably everybody like they did us, but in our case, kind of made fun of us. And I got real pissed off. And then I told you, you got even more pissed off. Fuck then I started crying. Then you were giggling. You're such a trooper, Eric. Yeah. So if people realized I kind of had already been pissed off with all this. And yeah, we can make the joke of reviews or bullshit or their hard work and the, the writing or whatever. But uh, you've come to my deal. And right now we're almost protesting it. When I when Look, I see I did, the, I did reviews every week for seven years for DC Comics. I don't need to continue on if I don't yeah, have to. And, and they're they're assholes. I mean, it's one thing to you know not like us, but just years, leave us longer. the fuck alone. And yet they oh look at you and you're dead. I'm like fuck you. They they what well, they were they were making fun of us, and it really got me mad because I thought to myself, Everybody you know what? When, when we yeah, when we first started though, especially Jimmy's the podcast, water boy. I, I think I, I was a bit more abrasive at some point, but as I've learned you more, Eric, sweet from Jimmy. you, well, sweet Jimmy, but sweet Jimmy now, not that I think that I've lost the edge there. I think that it is reading more comics and kind of getting a little bit of a bigger view on things that I can kind of, you know, not flip out a lot of times, but sit there and think, what the fuck are they? Like, we could be dicks and we won't be because I could have said to you, I don't know if this is interesting to people, but I could say, Okay, the let's go. Lesson, and, so keep I going. said, let's let's go and give everything a two. Fuck them, but we wouldn't do that. No, that's not that's faking the funk, and we're not going to do that. But it almost feels like the idea where at one side I thought, man, this book sucks, and nobody gave it a bad review. We should have been there for that. But then again, why? Because when we give it a great review, they they could care less. They even, oh well, you should got to send us this and that. I'm like. What the fuck are you? You don't even pay attention. Get that. Get out of town. I was so mad. And then when I shouldn't have told you the whole deal, because then you got mad. Oh, my goodness gracious. But Gabe, he is soldiering through. I sent Gabe a message. I said, you don't have to ask me what you is up for review. It's all up for review now. Whatever you want. But we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I just wanted to throw that out there as we go into this, because I did the same thing right over to the roundup. To see what that fucking size spurrier. Well, we're not going to start. When we get to that, I don't even know what we're going to say except just that fucking size spurrier. But we'll start with a bit of a better book than that. You hit it, Eric. Batman, One Bad Day, Mr. Freeze. Number one, written by Jerry Duggan with art by Matteo Scalera, Dave Stewart, and D-Ron, sometimes known as Darren Bennett. And in this, we're going to look at the one bad day that Mr. Freeze has and do a little bit of a 
I don't know. It's it's one of those weird things ever since Batman the Animated Series came around says, you know what we want to do? We want to make Mr. Freeze interesting and give him a hell of a backstory to make people care about this cold-hearted piece of shit. And ever since they did that, everybody wanted to get on board. And throughout the years, there have been slight changes. And in this, it says nobody knows how it originally happened, whether the police came in, this, that, or the other thing. It's all up to interpretation now. And they even talk about it in the book. It's kind of a funny play they do. But ultimately, we're going to relive the one bad day of Mr. Freeze and do a weird thing where we almost tie in a little bit to the New 52 origins of the character as well, where Mr. Victor Freeze is not the greatest guy ever with his love for wife, Nora. But And it's such a weird idea to do this because what is his real bad day in this? Because I, I want to say it's the idea of him becoming Mr. Freeze. You know, oh my God, my wife, Nora, has been in cryo, uh, uh, cryostasis, and I've been exposed to my cryostasis experiment. Now I'm Mr. Freeze. But I'll this tell is what, you what he I wanted. Think. Yeah, I'll tell you what I think. And and this is the thing. I'm going to tell you what I think is one bad day is I'm not saying that I like it. I'm not. T- I think that his one bad day was also his good day. It, it almost feels like in this when he realizes not even oh, just how much shit. of a piece of shit, but he realizes that he should have done more, that he did end up doing exactly what Norris said not to. And then in the meantime, he's a piece of shit. The idea of not saving the world when he could have done that. He was obsessed with Nora, not even. And I think that the play wasn't as. He was obsessed with Nora as an object. Yeah, I think that the, the it should have been a little more uh, subtle in this in the way, because there are a lot of people. And I Tanya says all the time that I'm over, you know, bearing and controlling. In my mind, I am protecting her at points. Like if she says, I'm going to go see my friends at the bush house. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You ain't going go to see, see my your friends. friends at the crack you house. know what I mean? Like that. So, but you no, look no, at that. No. And so, but you don't realize maybe you are being, I'm just saying as a personal deal. And I think that's when he realized, yeah, you know what? I was a piece of shit. I should have been a better person. Let her have that. It's a weird play of that nice ending because it, 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 they felt a lot of people in this. I, I don't want to get canceled, but they felt like a lot of drama kings and queens going on. Oh, she didn't get to see us at the end. I'm like, really? She was really sick and the guy was trying to save him. There's always two sides. But he ends up where I think that it could have been played where he's like, no, I wasn't like that. I but it's not. It seems it's no. weird, though. The but idea I think that- of an unreliable narrator would have been nice here. You see different versions of the same story. But instead, you just pretty much get the idea. He was a man. You retell the Victor Freeze story. And at the end, like, I needed her to be frozen in time because she wanted to hang out with her no good friends instead of staying home with me. Well, I would ignore her and do my own work because I'm a man and that's what I do. She is there to be my object. So I put her behind glass so I can always look at her. She will always be there and never leave me. I'm like. Well, shit, Victor, that's a terrible fucking story for you. <laughs> it's weird because he ends up where at points and people are talking in the slack about it. Some people took this as overbearing. I'm glad you're in the ice so you can never do anything and I could stare at you. Then other people are saying, no, he's more upset because he couldn't cure. But he was a piece of shit anyway. No, but and then even when he the tried- idea when he had a lab in this book that Batman gave him because the little Dick Grayson, little boy in this part of time, which is weird. To have I the love idea. the little Dick Grayson in this, well, it's, by it's the way. It's fine so because good. He, is, he is a ball of joy who still hasn't been beaten down by Batman and his grim embrace of the darkness that surrounds him and stuff like that. He's like, can we help the people, Bruce? Nobody can be helped. They're all pieces <laughs> of shit, Robin. Come on, oh, Bruce, boy. You, can do it. you know, and I'm the idea driving. of this, like, is can't anybody be saved? And the idea that little Dick Grayson is able to inspire bruce wayne to say 
Maybe Victor Freeze can be saved because some bad shit happened to him on one bad day. So what if I got him a lab so he could actually bring his wife back, let him do the research that's always plagued him because he keeps robbing banks and doing terrible shit. You know what? I'm going to watch him do some terrible shit and then give him money and a place to do his experiments instead of taking him to jail. And during the whole thing, he just decides, I'm going to fuck around and not do anything because really I like my wife the way she is kept. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Again, some people are taking it a little different. I took it the same way as you. And I do like at the end where you have Victor realize that, you know, that little boy, what a oh, little scamp. Piece that, of and shit. The, he the boy brought telling. it to my eyes. I, even that, I think it's more of the, because he doesn't tell Batman, because Batman's cynical and a piece of shit. It's, I'm going to tell the boy he's young. He might be able to change the world in my place. And I thought that was a pretty cool deal. Doesn't do shit for Nora, but. In the whole play, I thought that there was one little bit that I would have liked different in this. And I think it could have made it so that every because this does and some people did point this out, the idea where you do kind of need, you know, him loving that that's his thing. You change it and it just gets, I have a ick, heart of it gets ice. icky again. It gets this is Scott Snyder's deal again. The idea Scott Snyder said it wasn't even nor he didn't have a wife yeah. nor he would just one, grab you know, Victor was just like a weird stalker who had an obsession. Wouldn't it be cool if we were married, Nora? Who are you? I am Victor, your husband. I am your husband now. But uh, even the yeah. idea that we have, you know, like Nora out and about as Mrs. Free, she wants nothing to do with Victor. And yes, it could be something to do with the brain damage when she was brought back because Lex's gift that he gave to Victor wasn't perfect. But it just seems like, well, I had my time with you. You stole my life with this. My disease is cured. I'm moving on because I need the day. Yeah, everything that they end up doing with this, it, it, it always tends in, and I'm giving a little tip to anybody who from here on out, somebody make Victor a nice guy and, and try to show that. And what I thought, maybe the twist, it's not going to make him a nice guy, but I want everything that he had happen. It did happen. The one bad day for me would have been where he finds the cure then realizes that if he brings her back, she might leave him. And I'm saying whether or not that, but then he realizes, well, actually you what know happened what? In Batman, the animated series. Okay. See, I didn't see that, but you end up where also, what happened to him also started deg- degrading his body to the point where in Batman beyond, he was just a head with robotic spider okay, well, legs walking crazy. him around. It's, is he like Nazi head in the jar from Hellboy? Because that, that's pretty that neat. Or right? just like any of the celebrities in Futurama. Speaking of which, I did send you Simon's clip where he talks about how much he likes the Nazis. He was talking about Nazis. He was talking about Nazi head in the jar, which is hilarious. But yeah, I, I would like to where he gets that that last second where he's like, oh, my God, should I do this? Because so much time's passed. I'm different now. She's kind of the same, but I'm different. And I, yeah, and maybe that would be the deal, though. Again, I'd never saw Batman the anime. I'm the only one who hasn't seen that. Isn't that in, in on leathery wings that was called there? Yes, yeah, so it's the first episode out in this. prime time. It was awesome. No, I, I actually just meant the heart of what is it? Heart of heart snow of is oh, well, I thought it was snow. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I think I said it like four this. times this episode yeah. alone. Yeah, end up, I can't remember that stuff because I never watched it. But and speaking of which, Kevin Conroy, R.I.P. But you end R. I. P. up where all up. this going down. Yeah, it's just it's a weird play because while it's happening and while you end up having you know, Victor off in the lab and then you end up mad, you know, all the, it, you have this in the background of just thinking like, and this Mr. Freeze, a piece of shit. And it just throws me off the whole issue. I can't really get interested or involved in it because anything that does happen by the end, he's already been that piece of shit. If Nora comes back, 
He's going to end up controlling her. She's going to leave. That's not fun. I know it's a one bad day. I also yeah. like, want to point out that he has a little sidekick in this, especially because it is the early years of Mr. Free, since we still have a very young Dick Grayson as Robin and so thing. He has a sidekick named Frostbutt, and I want to know more about their relationship and what's going on. Do they make the jar lady that they call his wife watch as they make well, sweet, sweet, cold love? that's the thing, because it does seem like there's something going on, because Frostbite's really taken aback when, hey, uh, Frostbite, you make yourself... You know, scarce here. What? Like all upset. And it seems Look, like you said you're getting when, a voice, Victor. She hasn't signed the papers yet. Yeah, exactly. That's it does seem like if you bring up anything with Nora in front of Frostbite, it's a trigger. <laughs> she has not signed on the dotted line. Uh, but yeah, you go back and forth where you do see this thing and you, you have what I think Jerry Duggan is trying to do in a, like a, a play here where he's like, she does not need you anymore. And you're like, who's that? Oh, it's her friends. And then it's kind of played out like she needed to get he friends because her he's always friends. out. Yeah. And then yeah, like when she's dying going. on her goddamn deathbed from the disease that she has, he makes her friends go away. She does not need you. And the idea like, who is that, Victor? It was nurses. So I'm like, I kind of <laughs> like to see a nurse, but whatever. Well, come on. Yeah, and yeah like, really. You know what? I will do, my love. I will freeze you so you will always be my object of obsession. That Can didn't I just see work my for friends? Disney. No. That didn't work for Ted Williams either. His head was propped but up the with a tuna is, can, Eric. It's, an, it's a weird idea because I want to see Victor as a sympathetic character. Even when you have him here, the idea that by the end of this, I don't think that he wanted to save his wife. And when he's given the opportunity, he doesn't seem like he can even save his wife. So it doesn't matter. All of this time as a villain, while it might be short-lived because it's still early days, Batman slash Mr. Freeze, he is still doing criminal activity. And I have to assume... Is to raise funds to save his wife, but is it really about that? Like, is he just a bad guy? I have like you know cold coldness now. I have a freeze gun. I guess I got to do bad guy shit. I don't understand because it seems like Jerry Duggan, while he wants to tell you the story, I want Victor to be a sympathetic character because it makes him like more than the rest of the Batman's Rose Gallery and just cooler all around. <laughs> fucking puns, cooler all around. <laughs> yeah. But the idea we have this book filled up with stuff that's even beyond the idea of a one bad day for a Batman or you know, uh, Victor Freeze, because in this you have Matches Malone doing shit. You have the Christmas holiday doing shit. You have a petrified star that Alfred's using as a tree topper. And then you even go in the idea, I'm going to use the Batman fire suit, but I got it's not tested yet, so I got to freaking, you know, put my, like, gel yeah, myself up with anti-retarding kind of thing. Yeah. But this does nothing for the story. It actually just fills up page space, and eventually you get, like, what looks like a variant, you know, Batman for an action figure instead of actually anything cool in the book. Yeah, it almost seems like, hey, that hell suit was really cool. Let's exactly. do the sun suit. So it ends up weird. And you're right. And I think that the idea that these are oversized. Little Robin are, looks great, though, because he looks different than you normally know a Dick Grayson Robin, whether yeah, it's I New thought, 52 or Richard. Yeah, I thought it was Damien in the, oh, he says in the hood, Dick yeah. Grayson. Yeah, and the with the hood. Is, you got to think about it, and I actually like it because you always get him in his pixie boots or fucking underwear, but this is a winter costume for Robin, and I like it. I like it, too. When when he's given Storo, though, he looks like that Tom Holland. I liked it. I actually got a you smile on my Tom face. Holland. I love him now. I actually was watching some things with him and Zendaya. I swear there was an, an, an era of this podcast where every freaking day you just him. come in and talk about how much you hate Tom Holland and Spider-Man. I actually thought that Tom Holland was actually the guy who's in uh, freaking Venom <laughs> for the longest Tom time. Hardy? Yeah, that's who I thought it was. But then now Tom Holland, he won me over. That guy's a gentleman. He's a small I told you, gentleman. Forever how yeah. great he was. Yeah. Yeah, you didn't see that much in it. You were like, you know, you, you were you were on the front row of saying that, Eric. But I, I end up where you have this, though. And some of the things did make me laugh. Matches Malone always gives me a chuckle. But I love where... Matches is there and he's first off Alfred's like, 
hey, here you go. I gave you the amount of money and some of the you know counterfeit money. That's what ma- that's like, what matches what? would I'm have. Like, why would he? <laughs> Just give him regular Look, money. Batman I, I just, and Alfred. This is the, this is Alfred's favorite part of Bruce Wayne's Gotham oh, life, coming it. from the theater and stuff like that, doing all the disguises. Oh, he's from the theater. Put, putting on a character like this, letting him know how, how to walk in the shoes of a matches balloon. He's coaching <laughs> more. He has never felt more needed beyond when Batman is doing matches balloon bullshit. He is so happy. Even the idea where he is creating backstories for matches like, Sir, have my scarf so that when you go into this, you know, it might as well just be noon and sleazy bar. They will think you robbed and beat up an old English man. They'll love you for oh, it. Oh, I Bruce. love when he says with impeccable taste. Because it's his. <laughs> I'm telling you, he's Roger from American Dead. Because totally. yeah, yeah, Bruce, we don't need to go that far in. <laughs> like, I'm telling really you, these me. aspects of the book are needed. Oh, like, yeah, I especially like it. it doesn't add much with the heat suit. It's just kind of cool to see because it changes things up. The art in this I really enjoy, but stuff like that. It is good aspects to a book it, that if it wasn't this book, though. All I do is while I'm reading it, though, all I can think of is matches. He's like, yeah, give me a bourbon. They're like, OK. And he gives them like, here's two fives. Wait a minute. One of these is in counterfeit. Who the fuck are you? It's, oh, shit. I, I was supposed to give you no, one matches. Like, who gets the counterfeit? And they're like, oh, what? A, that's mad. But what really made me laugh is he's talking about this deal. First off, it really reminded me of me, to, you know, trying to get to you with Transformers. You know, one's a milk truck, then the other's a gas truck. But you end up where... Does somebody infuriate somebody in this by talking? Yes. Yeah. I th- okay, is that what you're talking end about? Up, yeah. They end up where Matches says, hey, I can't see. I got my glasses. That's my... That's not your thing, Matches. <laughs> matches your thing. Have you ever seen glasses. Matches alone without it sunglasses? It made me laugh so much, though. I wanted somebody to go... Yeah, I thought the match was his thing. But yeah, it's fun. Hey, sunglasses and Malone. And it's one of the few times that you see the deal that you could have a one shot easily. I'm sure they have. But this really plays out this little scene of the life of the party matches Malone that you almost get that Bruce might enjoy this, that Bruce actually likes talking to a bunch of guys. Yeah, they're pieces of shit, but he's pretending to be a piece of shit so he can over. He is having a ball here. Look at that guy going around. I thought that was really fun and really cool. It does nothing for the story. That's what throws me, except to get the clue or at least where, hey, hey, you get me in on that. You cut me in on some of that, you know, nitro, not nitro, like liquid nitrogen truck money that you freaking stole. I'll tell you how to find Mr. Freeze because he's definitely going to want that stuff. He's going to buy it from you. You cut me in. I'll tell you where the Mr. Freeze's his matches. Where basically he says that he tried to do one heist, but he didn't read the truck, so he gets this nitro. <laughs> I was trying to steal and gasoline and got a liquid nitrogen truck he got instead. Li- and, and basically is oh, saying, matches. I don't know what the hell to do with this. I got to, what do you do? Oh, and that's a smart play. That's really a smart play. And then the guy comes up. Hey, you want to get, I think it could have been played a little bit. It's a little subtle, actually, the deal. But yeah, he's like, yeah, I'm all ears. I'm like, no, you are all sexy. He looks like Rick Rude, but a bigger version of Rick Rude when he smashes him along. He He's like, <laughs> it's funny because he looks like like seven wrestlers now. He's Razor Ramon with Rick Rude. There you go. That is the same thing. Yeah, really. I know everybody. But yeah. And then you kind of go, you get that frustrated. There's some things that I wanted a little more of. There's no room for it. But when it comes down to the Mr. Freeze, even at Mr. Freeze at one point, even plays off slightly like the Gotham Central Mr. Freeze, like really trying to be like really deadly and imposing and no nonsense. But at the end, it just ends up making me feel not dirty, but it's just I, I just kind of thought, well, okay, that was that. And these one bad days have been kind of a now. Those are continuing, unfortunately. But 
None the of them thing have is, really they've been hit. hit and miss. I like the last one a lot with Penguin. Yeah, it was so. Yeah, we did have fun with that, but it wasn't is that needed. My book of the week. Well, it, but again, I, my main thing, and I you said at the beginning, you can never figure out what the one bad day is. We keep saying that, and we even said with the bank, we even went beyond that and said, "Ah, we'll just go with it because we like the well, side." I can imagine the one bad day in this was the day that happened to make Victor freeze and to Mister Freeze and stuff like that. I can assume that just because it's a bad day for everybody, but then it just becomes like you know the sympathetic character that I love out of this you know character is taken away just to become a through and through piece of crap and it doesn't matter by the but end then he so makes the, a one snow bad angel. day and he makes a snow angel in black gate penitentiary instead of arkham asylum i'm like this guy has mental problems what is he doing in an actual prison and actually the, the victor is one of those characters that you always say penguin should be in black gate he shouldn't go to arkham victor's one of those that legitimately he needs some help i mean some of the others are like you know they're just what are you going to do to victor's ass i mean you could say he needs help but he, you know you put him in jail for life is what you I do put with him, him in space prison. Victor, yeah, really. And, and space prison in something else in a pocket dimension. Zone, but you end gotcha. up, yeah, you end up where Victor, he kind of does now. He should still probably be at this point in jail for life, but he does kind of need some help. Like every he's time we issues. see him, though, he's just kind of mingling, walking around Arkham Asylum when that was still going on. He was even doing an Arkham Tower. Yeah, he was. He was just walking around doing a steal. Look uh, at her. She thinks she's the Harley Quinns. <laughs> and she was her. Oh, my God. He, he might have known. Uh, the classic uh, Arkham Tower. Go read it, folks. But yeah, yeah. No, don't. The but, now uh, classic Arkham yeah, Tower. Yeah, it should be then. Uh, even that when you end up where Dick Grayson comes in and it's like, come on, we got to save Nora. And, and Victor's pissed off. Oh, what do you know? I'll put another bird here. So you look at these things. That's not fun, Victor. These aren't her friends. I'm surprised you didn't kill her friends then and freeze their asses and put them next. But the one thing also that threw me off just as an ending here is the, uh, well, he would have been walking on thin ice then, Eric, is what he would have been doing. But you end up where when they talk to her friends, like I said, like it's one of those to be like, oh, yeah, it was a shame about Nora. Never should have gotten involved. She used to give us the cold shoulder as as Nora came out. (laughs) Ah, When she first got sick, I thought it was just a cold Oh, it ended up being a frozen is what it was. You end up where I'm telling you, this guy's like, oh, man, you know, it's good enough to say she the, got a the disease. One bad but day. You know what? Victor was her first disease. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. And says no, no, that was a joke. That's what he actually uh, says. Yeah. And says the, the bad day. And you could go one bad day. It was their wedding day for Nora. Yeah. But we're not playing that game. But you could. But the deal of, oh, she was going to go out. on like oh my, She wanted to go out on top. She wanted that bunny. He didn't let her. And there was a pre or, or a living will. And he, oh, that's just nonsense. It's yeah, just extraneous nonsense. And I, I think when remember Batman leaves because the kid comes out, who are you talking to, Dad? I guess nobody. I think Batman's like, eh, I've had enough of this bullshit. I don't need your sob story. I'm getting, what the fuck does Nora have anyway right now? Oh, here you go, an icicle. There you go, Oh my goodness gracious! But yeah, by the end, I kind of felt like yeah, it's another one of these. But at if the any- end, like Bruce Wayne, Little Dick Grayson was able to reach out and touch the cold, cold heart of Mister Freeze to the point like, you know, young bird boy, you are right. She is such a great lady. I will stop what I'm doing right now and actually give you my cryostasis, you know, formula so that you can go and spread it across the Reddit, uh, the Reddit land, so everybody will know how to cold storage stuff. So viruses and vaccines are like vaccines can help viruses across the world get from one place to another. So there you go. There's the legacy of Mr. Freeze, but nobody will ever know that because he'll just be an abusive asshole because this was all done anonymously. And then it's like, okay, 
Mr. Freeze is a nobody but a piece of shit now, and that's all he'll ever be remembered as. Yeah, I think Mr. Freeze, like he knows that if he doesn't tell Dick Grayson this, it'll never get out there and maybe can help some people. And it's weird because I don't know how your copy of the book was, but mine actually showed what Mr. Freeze said. He whispered to Dick Grayson, freeze shit really fucking cold. That's what he said and walked away. Or what is he going to tell but Dick how Grayson? Do you that Dick it, Grayson is going to realize what he's saying. I can just imagine, like, first off, it would take like three days. First, you get the combablator, and then you do this. He's like, whispers three words to Dick Grayson. I got it. I just love the idea, too, because what we do is Dick Grayson, instead of just telling the world, it's like, your top story on this frigid New Year's morning, a breakthrough in cryogenics was anonymously gifted to the Wayne Enterprises. And I'm like, well, that's another billion dollars for Wayne Enterprises. Go. I laugh, though. It's like Mr. Freeze is like, no, you were supposed to make a company for me and you, Dick Grayson. What are you doing? Even if it was like he you was were like, supposed to give it to a nonprofit. Yeah. Even if he wanted Dick Grayson to be rich. No, no. Sends it off to Lucius. Try this out. Lucius ends up running. That's how Lucius got rich in the first place. Then he got double rich when he stole Bruce's money. As people tell me all the time, Eric. But yeah, and I like that it's subject holiday gift. Oh, you Dick Grayson. You are a good boy. But yeah, so they end up doing that. And I just love the, the idea because if you go with the, you know, the whole Batman v Superman, the meme of it all, when it first came out, everybody kept saying the idea, the plot hinged on both the Superman and Batman's mothers being named Martha. That was the entire plot of Batman v Superman to the point where you needed that to happen. Like, why'd you say that name? It's to the point where we have the same thing with our one bad day for Mr. Freeze, where <sighs> Nora Freeze used to call him, like tell him he has a big brain. And also, Dick Grayson says, what are you going to do with your big brain? Why did you say yeah. that? Why did you just say you I should have done something better? Sweet, sweet boy of my dead wife who's over there looking at us frozen. I would love it where he's there and he's like, you know what, Mr. Freeze, the thing that doesn't get me, you should have used your big brain for better things. What the hell are you one of her friends, too? He starts going. <laughs> what did she tell you? What the hell? She was always talking. Have you been eavesdropping, boy? Oh, my goodness. That was I just actually, a tall man from Fantastic. I, 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 boy, I actually thought that maybe, because he ended up even having letters that seemed to be written, and Nora had written something for Mr. Freeze there, or Victor. And he I thought shit. maybe Dick, I thought maybe Dick, uh, Dick had found it or something. But yeah, he accidentally, it is like that Martha deal. It actually is just a phrase. Why did you say that, boy? It'd be funny if it was like, Holy freeze. I don't know. Holy you freeze sound gun. just like my oh. dead wife, Nora. <laughs> she would say holy freeze right to me constantly till I froze her ass. Of course, I couldn't even come up with any freeze. I was going to say holy icicle. Then I was going to say freeze gun. And then I just fr- I froze. And then you froze. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Oh, my goodness. Do you think at any point if, if anybody writes a Mr. Freeze deal, have it where Mr. Freeze say penguins beating him up. And then he's My like, ass. you're you're a thing of the past. They're going to call you Mr. Froze. Oh, that'd be a great line. No, that'd be so good. I'd love it. That's a penguin well, how, line. How would freaking Paul Meredith go about beating up Mr. <laughs> Freeze anyway? No, other guys are beating him up. Oh, you he's know, he's watching. It. Paul Meredith has got the what he needs is business is slow. He needs so some me funeral he go, he flowers. He goes back because, you know, Mr. Freeze causes a new ice age. Kill all his plants. How is he going to make a business if he can't sell plants, Jim? Eh, I just think maybe the, wah, the business wah. is down and he needs to have a God, big we funeral. Gotta, we got to get back to Paul Meredith soon, right? Like we haven't dealt with that new identity for the penguin in a minute. That was great. I love that deal. 
So after all that, what would you give it? Ultimately, the thing is, it's not much of a great one bad day issue for Milan. I was actually looking forward to this because I find Mr. Freeze to be a compelling character. But I don't like the way that he was written here. Yes, there's some really good moments in this for Batman mostly, but mostly for Dick Grayson as well. And their interaction is a dynamic duo. But everything Mr. Freeze kind of comes off a little cold to me. And I think I'm just going to give it a 6 point, let's just say 6.7 out of 10, because I really enjoyed the art in this as well for the way that it was done. It was almost very, like, I don't even know if it's the same thing, but almost like very white knight to a degree. No, white knight like snower. Do you think that this, like, snowballed along as it went? Uh, no. I'll gi- uh, I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it a, I, I want to give it a 6.5, but I'm going to give it a 7 only because I did like the other things in it, matches, and even Dick Grayson, like you said. It just felt like reasons to pad out this book to be an oversized Mr. Freeze issue, though. But the weird play is not that it was padding, but that we're getting that. We did that and said that stuff in the Penguin one, but we really liked that stuff. Like, we wanted to see more of it, but it really didn't add to the one, you know, bad day. That was Penguin getting his empire back, Jim. That was important. No, that that was a good day, Eric. You know, there was no AK in that one I heard. Mr. Um, The Umbrella Man might have had an AK. I don't know. He might have. Well, maybe it was today was a bad day. I don't know. But I don't know. These one bad days, we're going to talk about it in a second where we get into this dark crisis world. I don't know what these people were told. Really, the big play is the big thing is. Listen, you have to be a certain page length. That seems to Honestly, be. Honestly, I really the think that deal. is the thing. Yeah. That's it. Like, make a story up about a guy. Make him have some problems, and it's got to be this amount of pages. That's it, and that's where you get the padding. Oh shit! When you're done, it's it's like when you end up having a speech, and it has to be or a paper. It has to have this many words or whatever, well, and then know. you count them out. Nice you're like, shit out of oh shit! I need three thousand more words, Eric. It was only it had to be three thousand and one word. I only had one word, right? Shit sandwich. That's two words, Eric. So I'm already dumb. Look, and we've had the Riddler so far, and Two Face, and Penguin, and now Mister Freeze. So I was about to look what we had up next. We it's have just Clayface, funny. I believe, might Clayface, be next. Yeah, maybe I think Clayface a weird is one. coming, but uh, yeah, one bad day. So like, honestly, no. I, I would like to see somebody retell the origins of Basil Carlo. If that's going to be the thing, because it's something we haven't seen in a long time. Maybe I don't even remember if we saw something in that with uh, the Villains Day, so like the Villains Month thing that we had during Forever Evil, where it's. So I'm thinking, I don't remember that issue. I don't remember if they retold it for a New 52 kind of origin or what. But that might be interesting while also like going back and forth between the origin of Basil Carlo and something else that might be a bad day now. Like, you, you know, what we're kind of doing with a lot of these books. I think I just described everything we've read with these books. Exactly. Well, we, we didn't even mention it again. But yeah, these are out of continuity things. They're supposed to be just their things. So again, some of them Until seem they like they are Like the killing joke can be put into continuity. Yeah, none of these are these. that important. So hopefully it's Will cool, Wilson's though. doing Batman One Bad Day Catwoman number one. Okay, she will. We'll see. We'll see how that is. Got a that, Bane one? I think got a Rachel Ivy was one. like one bad hot week she had. So, I, you know, at least we know that she can go down that path. Maybe but. in Batman One Bad Day, Rachel Ghoul number one, we'll learn about how Rachel Ghoul used his science to create the Lazarus Pits, but really it was demonic supernatural magic. <laughs> I don't want to put that on YouTube. Guy giving us crap. I didn't know shit about shit there. And I got mad at that guy. He was making fun. Of one Eric Shea. Oh, and Tom Taylor's doing Rachel Gould, too. Okay, that And cool. Ivan Rice is on art. Damn. No, that's pretty cool. Uh, Daniel, here we Mickey, go, and Brad Anderson. The book's going to look amazing. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> you you want to move on? I don't, but I this book stinks. This First up, the Worlds Without a Just League books, again, what were they told? What were they? Because I think that what... What weren't they told? Well, 
I think that Cy Spurrier, I think that what you had, and, and I just want to mention that this is Simon Spurrier, obviously the more pretentious dick of the two, right? They, they go, he's like, oh, Cy Spurrier's this guy. Actually, I think Cy would be the, the worst of it. But I think that what he was told here, and, you know, I could picture this conversation the other, like, what am I supposed to do with this? Annoy the shit out of everybody. Just uh, fucking muck this shit up. And I think that there might be a play here. Because why wasn't this out earlier when we needed to see what was going on? At points we have had, see Batman. What the fuck do you have to see in this? Where does this help anybody? I I read this issue wanting the entire time, waiting for the Flash to show up so we could see that first interaction between Batman and the Flash. Because when we had the Dark Crisis, oh, we did this before. And I just imagine, like, I'm not sure if it's there, but I imagine editors know said, see Batman Worlds Without Justice League. I just get the idea... That he's, you know, Simon Spur, he's writing this, he's kind of, you know, might be close to being done. And then everybody, hey, we got to see, we got to get this out there. Let me see what you got so far. And it fucking take your time because it doesn't do anything. I mean, it does nothing to the point where I get mad at Ram V. I, I can't get mad at Ram V as much anymore because there's it can worse. Be worse. Oh my God! It is Dark Crisis even, Worlds without a Just League Batman. Okay, go tell me what you're going to say. Even when you have the idea of you're supposed to have this weird sci-fi world with all these over-the-top words that I don't understand, and I don't even bother trying to look up because that's a waste of time. When you have the first character, Mister Wax, introduced, who is the savior of all mankind, pretty much just Gotham City, and that's all that's left on Earth, and where he's known as the Architect, but Arch I T E K. I'm like. Why did you just really just slum up architect? <laughs> like everything is over the top, super science and like proper and white, like, you know, like it's a super Logan's run kind of futuresque setting. And then you misspell architect. I'm like, why would you do that? This, the people who, re- and some people like this, some people like, you know, whatever, they have their favorite thing. But if you're one of those that's reading this and you happen to be a Grant Morrison fan, this is what I think a lot of Grant Morrison, like you're seeing this vision of what other people see. When they have other, you know, writers that they don't like. This is so convolutedly confused. This is supposed to be a tie into the event, and you don't even know what the fuck he's saying. It starts out with a page that I've read six times just thinking of, what the hell are you trying to say? What are you saying? You are confusing everybody. Look at you and, you know, Johnny Thesaurus over there. His favorite dinosaur. Just, just look, I, I'm just like sitting here, like I listen to you, but I'm on one panel. I'm just going to read this one panel. Yet there is movement always. Even the vibrations of the uncalibrated parts may, in a certain light, contribute to perfection. After dark, virtuous citizens keep to their homes or respect their leisures to well lit mechanisms and respectable fulcra. After dark, the delirium of the Madlands invades the lowest strata. Exactly. What the fuck is that? What is that? <laughs> I need a crystal ball. I'm telling you, that, this is even the worst part because the book starts out just over the top and wants to lose you immediately so it doesn't have to explain That was anything. my biggest problem, that first page. And it does. It feels like it wants to lose you. Why is it doing that? I have no idea. But here are the credits. And then I might read that first page. Eric, here we go. It's try. words. Words by Simon Spurrier. Simon. Orange Colors by Ryan Sook. What did Ryan Sook think? Like, I'm telling you, I'm not a very smart or intelligent or learned man. I'm not a learned man, Eric. But I get the idea that, you know, some of these comic, yeah, they get it. Ryan Sook, like, might be, what the fuck am I supposed to draw for this? I don't even know what's happening. So he just draws a kind of lame, you know, wasteland. 
Hotel, Art and Color by Ryan Sook. Letters by Troy Petiri. Okay, here we go. Here's the start of an issue that is a tie-in to the big event. So you really want to get people on board. You're really going to tell people a story. You're also remember, these are the dream worlds of our heroes. You have Pariah want to keep their heroes placated. What he, I think Pariah, what they've done is he bored the shit out of everybody in this because of this dialogue. And they're just confused. It says there is a world that turns in chaos. Oh my, look at that. Plague of madness. Beneath its uh, shattered skies. Detritus of a psychic eschaton abandoned by laws of nature and consequence. A fever realm blotted with the astral ashes of population psychosis. Look, Jim, you got a psychic virus known as the smear. The psychic eschaton. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. I think it might be eschaton, but I don't know. I, I'm not I, I don't know. I, I have no I'm idea. It could be either. anything. I don't. Do you know what eschaton means? You know the eschaton. Yeah, and yet there is a sanctuary. The uh, by day, the great machine is a marvel. It says sure marvel is. a bunch of times in here, like he's wink winking at something. <laughs> like this is like the those fucking eternals over there. That bullshit. And he does this shit over at Marvel, too, in that X-Men bullcrap that he writes. He's terrible. I hate him. But he says, by day, it brains and veins bend form. And say, I, I can't do it. It's it just, it's garbage. And then you go, and I'm like. the idea of the brains like that, not B-R-A-I-N-S. Yeah, and yeah. Stuff oh, like he's that. trying to a, play a lot of it's, words. It's like a quantum this. mechanic aspect of things and stuff like that. I'm like, why would you just say that, like, all nonchalantly? Like, everybody's supposed to grab a hold of this whole psychic virus this year and what this sanctuary of the rest of the world is or the new Gotham stuff like. You're not telling us anything. You are just trying to over-explain something to lose everybody so you don't have to explain things. This Seisperia, especially here, this is a guy who would end up taking five narration pages to say he bent over and picked up a nickel. That it would be like the craziest thing. And I could string words together that don't mean shit. I do it every week here. <laughs> I get shit for it. Why isn't he getting shit? But yeah, you end up where all this going down. What do you get? What you get here is just a world where they kind of keep replicating the Batman and the Bruce Wayne separately in this never-ending cycle. And they always have to have a villain. They'll why is this the dream world of Bruce Wayne? Why is this anything that means anything? Where's Flash? Just imagine, no, because this and again, we don't have the Flash breaking through into this dream world trying to get a hold of Bruce to bring him out of this whole thing. But what you have in this, the rest of the world is dead because they've been driven mad by what nobody remembers anything because the psychic virus affects the mind and the memory and stuff like that. So everyone's just kind of on edge because they don't even know who they are exactly. They just know they're in a sanctuary if they're still alive. And then a sneer virus. So you have to assume at that point that Joker let out a psychic virus. And because of this whole thing, we had to create a new Batman. Actually, it was all out of the idea, too, with like, you know, using Jonathan Crane, the Scarecrow's technology to do all this different stuff. So we created a Carlo method mannequin new body for Bruce Wayne to split the personalities of the freaking mind because you needed one to be the builder, the bringer of hope, and then the one to be the destroyer and also the dark knight who just goes by the knight, not even with a K, just the knight, you know, like Stark outside. And then we have That's to... That's the one time he doesn't We do have to have the Bruce play. Wayne, the builder, go out there and save humanity. And he has to have Jason Todd and Barbara Gordon, for some reason, those two be his assistants and talk things through this whole thing, even though he, his mind's a little fuzzy. He doesn't remember... Well, the knight constantly goes out and tries to find the man that killed his parents. First, he tried Cobblepot. Then he thought it was Mr. Wax, who's actually Bruce Wayne, but goes by Mr. Wax because it's supposed to mean something that goes beyond me and I don't really care. 
But the idea then we have to go then find Alfred in Arkham Asylum is going to re-explain this because this keeps happening like 53 times. Now we have to reprogram, reprogram Mr. Wax and the Knight to go back there and just keep themselves busy. I'm like, oh, 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 this is just really over the top bullshit. Oh, you don't have bull. You don't have a story here. You have bullshit. I love where that they. You're supposed to think that at one point because they they for a small second, like a half a second, really expect you to think who's the real one because you have the Bruce Wayne and then you have like the clay face mold. But then it was like, you both are. You're neither of you are. It doesn't matter because even when I just stopped to think about it, when we had Barry Allen break through with Hal Jordan, then we showed the construct. And said, oh my God, my family. What am I doing with a fucking clockwork piece on my chest? I need to get back home. I don't know why I'm doing any of this bullshit. We never stopped to think, is this actually Batman? Is this the doppelganger? Does it matter? Because nobody like talked to Mr. Wax about this, the other Bruce Wayne. Is he still in his dream world? What is the purpose of any of this? What's, what's actually going on in Dark Crisis? And and the thing about this that gets me is a dream. Now, there's something here that could have been used. The idea that a, a Bruce Wayne, it's not just that a dream world that he'd want his parents back, but some of it would be the idea of him figuring out who did it, if it would be a mystery. And I like this idea that it's a continuous deal. And it plays a lot with Batman, even his dream machine that we saw on his birthday in Detective Comics from Tomasi, or say the, the well, idea the where... the thing of keep creating Batman. That's what I was just yeah. going to say. They keep creating... That's what so it reminded me of. You play with that, but play with the idea that what's going to keep him, not even satisfied, but what's going to keep him occupied is a continuously changing idea of who killed his, you know, mom and dad. Because even the idea of this knight, this version of the Batman, as we have it, almost comes off as a Zuran R. It's almost like it's a pure mission, but it is so over the top dark and hot, because we have what's called the sneer touch, people who are affected by the virus, who he then lobotomizes and turns into his fucking hapless drones he calls the red breast. I'm like, yeah, holy was, shit. Yeah. Again, if we went with the idea where it's just keep it simple, stupid, as they say, the idea that it's a continuous Batman. Who is always just trying to find his parents' murder, and it changes. And Alfred has to keep, this time, this Alfred keeps unfreezing people from cryostasis yeah, to put them on the loose the so, next to one. be the nemesis of Batman to find out who actually killed my parents. And go with that, with the idea that that is the Batman thing. So that would make sense then that the separate Bruce Wayne might be an anomaly that shouldn't. It wasn't supposed to be, as, and now he's starting to figure out. Oh, this isn't real, and he's got to stop Batman. But Batman thinks he's killing, you know, going after just, at least just his parents' killer, and that would be a really good back and forth with a Bruce Wayne who would want to know that, but knows it's a dupe, and going into it and trying to convince the Batman to settle down, and and that would be kind of cool. But this just the, is the it's, basis. It's though it's a problem that we have with all of these tie-ins to World Without a Justice League is that I look at this and say. Oh, our heroes are all psychopaths because the basis for this world to exist, which is the perfect dream world to play kid of Bruce Wayne, the basis of this world is Dr. Jonathan Crane Scarecrow experimenting on people, going out and finding a killer slash a nameless drifter. His unique psyche overloaded Crane's machines even as they atomized his body. What emerged, what escaped, defies sense, a distillation of insanity, a psychic virus strong enough to overthrow an entire world. So everybody has now been affected by a Joker virus from his atomized body because the Scarecrow would like to play with people's bodies and brains. And this is what's going to placate Bruce Wayne to be the destroyer and the builder of a new Gotham to keep everybody safe while he constantly finds out who killed his parents. Dream world. Uh, uh, here's the problem with this, and I think it's and a even worse. normal problem. And this is where I get, like, I'm telling you, Ram V isn't this bad. Ram V, at least I can, you know, glean at something of what he's doing. The problem with this, you're reading it, and each page, 
you literally have to start to decipher what's going it's a mystery wrecked in an enigma what he said i'm just going to read i think it's like the second page what this should read is after the the nightfall a lot of pieces of shit hit the streets to cause trouble here's how he explains it after dark the great electric wall wheels whisper to a halt and the gear scrapers lose precision the armature avenue sees their swaying like the hips of weary mothers their restive darlings surrendering at last to sleep unmoved by the sun's emanation the city seems to fall still all that says is a lot of bad people come out after the freaks come out at night houdini said it so much easier and that that's why and then he goes and explains the idea of people hiding in their houses because of this even the vibrations of uncalibrated parts may in a certain light contribute to perfection what the fuck is he saying? Why are you doing this? We said that that last issue, Jerry Duggan, he had to pad it. So he, but he padded it with some fun stuff. This, I, I don't even know how to explain how bad this is. I mean, it's that bad. It's a horrible, conceited, freaking, I don't know what. It's like a personal little jerk off session to Cy Spurrier and his brain and his thesaurus. He doesn't really have a story. I just, even with it's that, bullshit. this is this might be the worst of all the tie-ins in my mind because before we could actually go around and like, yeah, this seems really weird, but maybe we'll like to back up or hear that. Because when you get to the Zatanna backup of this whole thing, that is such a big pile of nothing that it ultimately doesn't matter. It was just tacked on because somebody remembered, oh shit, Zatanna was a member of the Justly who died as well, so we have to do something with her. Because yeah, Zatanna, her whole thing is like she is in a dream world, then she has magic, and in order for her to be placated by her dream world and being using magic... She starts using ma- like magic to affect time because now she's going to go back in time in her dream world because you can't just have a dream world where dad lives. She has to use her magic in her dream world to turn back time to spend more time with her dad because she knows that Justice League is going to escape their dream worlds and come get her. And there's just never enough time. No, there isn't. You're dying like to you know it. leave your father, but then you never live. <laughs> yeah, and then they come on. We got to go. Oh, crap. I wanted to spend time with my daddy. Yeah, there's and nothing. Mostly cool. what this does for me, because I really like the art in the back. And the art for the main's not bad either, but like the It's art, okay. The art's never the problem in this issue, but it makes me really miss the whole, like, you know, top hat entertainer Zatanna look with the fishnets that we get a lot in this. I'm like, man, that was such a cool costume. Maybe it's a little man gazy, but I really miss this costume. Yeah, and it's funny, Megan Fitzmart and I kind of went, Okay, what is she gonna do now? Who's she going to yell at now? For And I thought it was going to be the outfit. I really did because you saw. And then when you get into it, I'm like, oh, no, no. She just doesn't have a story. <laughs> she doesn't have anything to say. And so far in everything she's done, eh, that fits the bill. Cy Spurrier, though, it fits the bill as well. This guy can't get out of his own way with him. Like, what is he trying to do? He has an opportunity here that you would read this and say, God, I want to say he's been doing those awful backups, too. In the detective, so right there. But you end up when this happens, like this is your opportunity. Show people what you could do with the Batman, even if it is a Batman of a dream world. And with this, had to have been some fucking failed sci-fi script that he had ended up making. But then when they went to the, oh, this is just the prisoner, <laughs> throw it back at him. And, oh, prisoner, like demolition it's man, everything. Logan's run everything we, like we, that. Just grab some sci-fi bullshit, throw it in there. Because even when you have the idea of the people in the underground, it really reminded me of Dennis O'Leary's people that were the terrorists to the above ground people in Demolition Man. But it's just like everything outside the walls is a wasteland. We call it the Madlands because Joker. Why not? So well, it's yeah. like, God damn it! 
even that is like running that like we've seen all these things before in really fancy smart ways and you know kind of action movie dumb ways but i've seen it i've seen it and it's what are you doing here it's funny because even in that one thing that i was reading about like the people going in the house i think they even mentioned like the underside at one point like it's just like you said oh it's just nonsense it really it's disappointing it's one of these where we try to do a lot of these books and when we get something like this i'm like this is just bullshit this is not good. And, and every one of these pretty much has been bullshit. And this makes me think that the writers of our favorite heroes, DC readers out there, they're pretty much thinking, I'm going to write your hero. But you know what? I think he's a psychopath and a bad guy. And this is what you're going to get going forward. I'm like, man, this is not my hero. This is not the dream world. You can have fun. You can do anything here. You can actually give a goddamn dream world like it's supposed to be. But no, all psychopath worlds. I think that guys like Sysbury, a lot of these writers, I think a lot of them that did these, you know, worlds without a Just League deal. That they, they're doing this not to write a, like you said, fun. You don't, it doesn't have to be fun, but you're tying in this should be something that people read and they're like, man, this event, like even if they didn't, I'm just going to check out the Batman, man, this seems like a lot of cool fun. Let's go read the event. Nobody's doing that. Like nobody's helping out anybody. And then you go in and it's like everybody thinks that when they get these opportunities, they got to prove how smart they are or they're really tied down with this idea. And you said it to me and I actually ended up, Using it a lot, Eric, in some of the other podcasts. I never use it here. But the idea that tropes and cliches are there because they were good. These are classics. I've used it a lot in the other things. I wouldn't want to give you credit here. But they seem to want to try to go against that. Oh, I can't tell that story. But then when they end up trying to do that, like, then they fuck it up. Just, I don't get it. You don't have to reinvent the wheel to do a tie-in to a big event. We don't you have need an opportunity to, to give everybody anything they've ever wanted as a superhero fan in this DC comic genre that we all love. And that's why we're listening and talking about it. Give the people what they want that they normally and can't have because you have the ability to now. Don't fuck it up. This opportunity. This is not just an Elseworlds. Get Jason play, on this, that page. <laughs> yeah, this is a opportunity because it's an Elseworlds. That in a weird way ties into the regular continuity and a big event. So this could be really big and it can really show you. It's going to be Christmas time. Fucking Bruce is going to be a bigamist married to Catwoman and freaking Talia Al Ghul. They're going to have a great where, you know, Helena and Damien get to grow up together because they have two moms and it's great. And like Bruce is just living the life. Yeah. Oh, my. I'm telling you, my deal is about bigamy. This has nothing nothing to do with Batman. But what I want is. Jason and Batman are fighting a lot. It's Christmas Eve. They're having problems. And then at the end, they kind of come together and then they sit down in. And this is the current time. They sit down in the living room and Jason's like, yeah, you know, I never really got the idea that you like me that much. And then turns around like and then sees he's on the painting. He did it. <laughs> Starts crying. I'm crying, Eric. Then, But yeah, I don't. This is just nonsense. How about if they ended up getting sucked into the painting by magic? And the only way to be saved is for Jason to get into the painting and save them. Then he's in the painting. And when they come out, would that be cool? That sounds convoluted and nonsense. Yeah, it'd be great. Uh, yeah. Uh, when you Bigamist. get to the end of this, when you get to the end, of <laughs> that's true. Actually, I just really want Matches Malone to be hanging out with the dudes. That, he was having some fun. That guy had a hey, smile on baby. his face. Oh, my God. He, he's like. The idea where I'd love where somehow like now Nightwing Dick Grayson goes out with them. I'm like, why do you always seem like you're having so much fun? You're a great actor. And he's like, God damn it. The thing is, too, I want to see that, too, because at one point Dick Grayson did have an alter ego. Like, what the hell was his name? I forget. 
Dick Grayson's Crim. What was it? Tim Drake who had you know what was it? Mister Obnoxious. Forget <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, from the Young Justice. That was the worst thing ever, though. Have him out there with him too. Uh, it'd be cool if they just all went out as these alter egos, these pieces of crap. Oh, my God. Yeah, Batman, he's passing freaking, you know, counterfeit dollar bills all over the place. It'd be awesome, Eric. Oh, it'd be the best. Uh, but, yeah, it just, I don't know. These things are just really, really bad. Why can't I just type in you know, uh, Dick Grayson's criminal name and some guy, you know, search engine to say, here you go, guy, and here's the answer. For some reason, I'm getting more about Rick Grayson because I'm like, did you think he was Well, a that was criminal. Ah. Oh, my. God damn it. I wish yeah. my mind was as good as it used to be because now I'm starting to forget things yeah, that's bothering me. Actually, I actually started getting really worried about that about probably about four months ago, and it's all with the podcast. I'll listen back while I'm editing. I'm like, why am I missing these things? Like, I just get upset that I miss lead-ins to jokes. Especially things about like balls and butts, Eric, is what I, I, I used Phil to be Aishio. on those things like really good. Yeah. I don't even know what Phil Acio is. I'm Phil Accio. I, I sent you the thing. I legit, I was not joking. I looked it up. <laughs> I looked it up twice. If you look at that, I'm so, I got so frustrated with what that meant. Oh my goodness gracious. But yeah, the Zatanna, that's the thing. The Zatanna thing is just there. But I, like I said, real telltale sign is never the aggregate score of a book. It's how many people are reviewing it. Because most sites, if things aren't getting clicks, that means that they're going to stop reviewing it. Also, if it really sucks, they don't want to put a bad score out, so they don't review it at all. And that's kind of a combination here. This is nonsense. I... I, you know, I don't want to tell anybody to be violent, Eric, but if somebody oh says God, this is the best issue like they that. ever read, slap them in the face. Slap them, Eric. Oh, I just, I, after everything that happened today, me really rushing to get home to try to get things done and going, and then I hit this thing, this was a roadblock. But I read it. I didn't understand a word that Spurrier was writing, but I took the little teeny bits and clues from the art, realized what the story was, and then said, oh, there's nothing here. Because... I was going to say this earlier. Here's my last thing. When you get done these, especially this one, afterwards, please. And I always say the idea of saying the dialogue out loud. You don't even need to do this here. This is worse than Steve Orlando's, you know, worst day. But when you end up, just think to yourself, what dream did, what is this of Bruce? What is this being a dream world of Bruce? Because it comes out when you try to go and think of that, it comes out as, Pariah looked into his mind, and it was a jumbled fucking mess, and then just threw shit out there. And that's what I think. Seisberger just, I don't know. Maybe he's too smart for me. I don't know, Eric. I just, Ram B has that luscious hair. You know, that annoys me, but I don't know. This is worse, though. Um, And and then I think of the idea of of Ram B and Seisberger both on Detective Comics right now, and it's a, it's a, a crazy idea that that's even readable the way this comes out. But what would you give it? Ultimately, even though I don't mind the art in the first story and love it in the backup, both the written story parts of these books do nothing except for infuriate me. And Tony, this ton of backup feels like it was phoned in. There's barely any dialogue for most of it. And just like, you just run past it with the stupid idea of magic and time, and then it's over. But like, it's just a fuck you five, even though I think the art is fine on both of them. Chicken strips. Yeah. And I, I liked how you actually described it originally. They forgot that there was a Zatanna deal. And at the last second, call Megan Fitzmartin. Oh, shit. Can you write something real quick? Yeah, I'll just do this. This Here you go. 
All right, thank you. At one point, you can see Zatanna's lips in the sky, but there's craters in there like it's a part of the moon. Cosmic magic, huh? Sure, sure. I thought she had hepatitis. <laughs> That's Isn't a really that bad herpes you have sore. hepatitis, right? Yeah, I thought that it was like some of the herpes. Or like you get with the birds, the chirpies. <laughs> the fuck? Chirp, chirpies. I don't know. You need to get out of your house. Stop spending time with your kids. It says it's 1233 a.m. right now. I it's think not. that, I, well, I told you the other thing going on here. Is that we and I've said it's this UK on the podcast. Set on. I well, maybe I think that the problem is is that I'm inhaling all these fumes down here, and by the end, I don't know what I'm saying. But yeah, what about I'll, the beginning? I'll it, I just all throw it. Out, all fuck throw your it. chicken strips. I give it a fuck your chicken strips too, because it's nonsense. It, it just it. I don't know. Anybody I out there that's listening too, I just need to know. I want to say this before I forget, because if anybody out there that is listening can remember or is able to look up way easier than I have. What Dick Grayson went by when he had his criminal freaking persona like a matched one? What was the goddamn name? Because it's bothering me now and I can't find anything right now. Maybe later on, like right now as we're doing the podcast, I just don't want to go typing along and look at all these different things. But And maybe right as soon as we're done, I'll be able to find a new problem. But right now, it's bothering me. It's funny because this happens occasionally with us. And like I said, I've been worried because it's happening more. And I'll end up while I'm editing as well. We'll, I'll hear us say something like this, and then somehow I'll. This is something I wouldn't remember, I don't think. But uh, I'll remember it and send you a message at 2 a.m. Hey, it was this. Uh, we were saying some stuff last week, some nonsense stuff. But that is it. That is it for the deal. I hope this computer works out. Oh, my goodness, man. We, we end up having so many problems. It's already starting with this you new computer. But, yeah, really. Well, I think that, well, that said my mic went bad. The others were Zencaster problems. And I just want to say, as I was going, it looks like it might have been Robbie Malone, Eric. Is, uh, was it one Robbie of the Malone? Names. I thought it was something yeah. different than the Malone, the character. Or they, some people said, uh, matches Malone Jr. See, I saw those two, and I just didn't think it was right. No, one said that at least in one issue of Titans, he was Robbie Malone at one okay. point. But that might not be what you're thinking of. I'm trying to remember whether that it was in a Nightwing series or when, or when yeah. uh, Dick Grayson became Batman after Bruce's death or something along those lines. There was something that like in that funny. era that I'm pretty sure he did. They're really, oh, my God, that's great. I that is, that is a pretty not. cool thing. I, I like when you would go through like some of the Titans stuff and you were giving me the, hey, you know what this person's favorite song is? Or you know what they said here? And I always get a kick. Out of some of those things going down, but yeah, and also like Slowbo and things that I didn't know about <laughs> uh, originally. Of yeah, Slowbo died. That, yeah. that actually, yeah, that's or if you want to call him Lil Lobo. Yeah, Lil Lobo. I like Lil Lobo. It's like Lil Sweet. But when we end up uh, doing this, hopefully this weekend, when we have a ton of books, uh, this doesn't keep uh, failing on us. This is annoying, but that is the spotlight this week. We have a ton of books still left. Uh, if you're Looking forward to that. Batman Superman World's Finest, number nine. We'll be talking about Catwoman, number 49. Dark Crisis Young Justice, number six. That only has three reviews and not very good. What are you talking about, Jim? We're going to find out how we defeat Mickey Mixoplick and how this is actually a tie into Dark Crisis, if it really ever is. Listen, if Geek Dead gives it a seven, you know it's a bumpy ride. Oh, God, it's a piece of shit. Oh, my God. Do you have his score to get an actual score? Because sometimes there's legitimately good Seven is freaking barrel bottom, you know? Yeah, it is. It's it's gut. That's his fuck you five. Exactly. Oh my god, that's a fucking chicken And our fuck you five isn't really even a five. Fuck you, chicken No, because legitimately that Batman deal, the world's without a judge, that's a 2.5 to me if I'm giving it a regular score. The fuck you five kind of is just a fun deal. Yeah, it's fun, and and I like getting 
different versions of fuck you quotes there too. We also end up having Dark Crisis. Oh, I said Dark Crisis, Young Justice, number six, DC versus Vampires, All Out War, number five. Can't trust vampires, Jim. People are a little down on on this one. It looks oh, like. Oh shit, Aaron. they're down. Yeah, they're down. I'm down. Uh, yeah, I know you're down with, with the D. Down with deceased. The Deceased War of the Undead Gods, number four. Low reviews for that, for Ooh. what we've been getting. I'm looking at these reviews. Oh my these Elseworlds. What is the deal? People have come to town with like a, I don't know. How do they feel about that Flash house. number 788? They like that a lot, Eric. They end up, that's a 9-1 aggregate, but only four reviews. Flash 788 we have then as well. We have Nightwing number 98. 14 reviews there. of Nightwing. People love Everybody's that showing up going, what the hell is going on with Rick Grayson? Oh, it was that. Star it's kind of fun. I, remember, I, the thing is, I totally forgot where we left off, and now I remember and know what the explanation is. You know what's and funny? I don't need it. That book feels like it's delayed, right? Yeah. I mean, totally, it wasn't. It's actually early, I think. I, I ended up, unless I looked at something, I looked, I'm like. The book is fine. There's just such a little content with each issue that you forget that it comes out. I think somebody said that after like three issues, and I was told that I had to, you know, cool oh, my Oh, no, you jets. have a vendetta. You need to calm down. I gave that first issue back a 10. <laughs> and then I got angry because nothing else happened after. You Second know what happened? Issue was so much better I than the gave first. that first issue a 10, and you kind of pointed out a couple things like, ah, you know, it's fan service. You're not really getting a story. And I, that stuck in my mind like, you know, Tom Taylor's going to show him. And then it just never changed. It just kept being I'm like, oh, yeah, I can't keep doing this. And then once we had that Heartless, and then he disappeared, and then he came back, and he changed it. I'm like, he's a robot. We have Stargirl Lost Children, number one. I'm looking forward to reading and reviewing Where's with the you. Childminder, Jim. Yeah, it's for the children's. And Titans <laughs> United kids, Blood dude. Pack. Titans United Blood Pack, number three. You mean the best Titans book in DC Comics right now? Yeah, I think Gabe stole that from you for his blurb, by the bitch. way. I have to tell you, it wasn't even like a, a tagline. It was in his final blurb. He's like, hey, gotta say. it's still the best textbook. I'm like, he did it. <laughs> he did it. He really liked this issue. But Good. I don't know if everybody's you know, taking that idea of House of M, which you brought up the last uh, episode that it kind of threw did it down. Did you ever send uh, the writer, I forget who it is, Kevin Scott, is that who it is? Like, did you send him a message about that? I did, Eric. What happened? I got blocked. He they ended up, he blocked me. I, I ended up, uh, just as an aside. Thought, as soon as you brought up, like, oh, man, I think Jim sent him a message. Yeah, I did. And he ended up, I had, I made a whole cover of a comic <laughs> with, with the House of DC. The Yeah, he blocked me. And the funny play is he blocked me now twice because he blocked the Marvel side as well. I'm sure you got I, some burner accounts no, out there. No, that I didn't. Yeah, I didn't like the... Uh, I didn't like his High Republic stuff, and I just put it. I didn't even tag him. He blocked me there. Jerk. But with that, I also got a hold of Michael W. Conrad, and I sent you the thing. I saw that, yeah. And I will have to say, because the whole play last week, we said that, you know, he didn't realize that uh, Clue Master was actually alive, and Steph knew this, so I ended up, and I wasn't mean about it. I actually wasn't even (laughs) snarky. I wasn't. I ended up saying, hey, just as an aside, I said, is there going to be an explanation? I kind of played. What I was trying to do was catch him in something, and then I would be a dick, but he was too nice. He actually was very nice. He actually just said, and, and I sent you the one tweet. This continued a bit with a conversation, and he really just said, Sometimes we fuck up, and somebody was supposed to tell me, and they yeah. didn't. And Who, I looked some things up and book? didn't see it. Uh, I believe it might. Oh, failed. It's, 
it's yeah, it's uh Jessica Chu, Jessica. I it's the girl who I actually talked to way back, and then once she ended up going from like I think she might have worked on the Newsarama site and the mm-hmm. podcast, and then went on, and then then she got too big to talk to Jimmy Boy, just like every girl in high school. Remember though, she's the one I know. Her first name's Jessica. She's it might be, but. She's the one who was real. She was real concerned with inserting herself in the book at points with those editors. Hey, it's me, the editor, and I think this, and woo, we're going to do that like this. That's how the book. No, do your job, and that's what. And I said he ended up the thing that you saw, and then I wrote back like that. Really sounds like you're saying someone done messed up. And I said, well, hopefully it'll all work out, something like that. But don't let Bendis know. And then he said, I have, I'm having lunch with Bendis, which makes complete sense with yeah. that checkmate. Now, but he's like, I am having lunch. He lives in Portland where he does uh, the next week. And I said, I hope he doesn't punch you in the face. And then he said, Oh, he's a nice guy, but yeah. he still might. And it was like this little. You had a nice back and forth conversation with the Quinn Rats where you were trying to call them out for being hacked. I was. And then I, I always feel bad. I don't want to be a dick. But I just, you do. I was mad. No, I want to. I want people to realize because you people go out of your way sometimes. I know. To be I go out of my times. way to try to really let people know that the thing they're praising isn't really correct. I I don't know why. That's hey, that's kind everybody of everybody out there. Listen to me. I'm little Jimmy. Everything you like out there is bullshit. Just because at the very last second you delete what you were going to put in your message boards and stuff about, oh, I think that Halloween three follows this or whatever. But it's the last. Se- I don't have that last second control. And then I'm thinking I need to put this out there. So I ended up where it's the funny. You look, my, you look at my Twitter account. Like, that guy doesn't really do much on social media. I'm like, I'm almost there. Every he second of every day, did. I'm almost there. But you know what? I don't need. I don't need to start an entire conversation with yelling about people and how they're wrong. I need more of a filter. You, you live your life out there. I'll let you. And I think that Twitter is messing with. If it's Elon Musk now or whoever's involved, is really targeting things to rile me up. That's how crazy I am. But uh-huh. it's these things where one guy. I don't think there's a better story than Tom King's up in the sky. That is just pure heart. And there's not anything miserable about it. So I'm sitting there. I'm like, the best bizarre stories I've ever read. Jim. Like there, there's kids and girls, little girls dying at the beginning, just awfully dying to live. Should I say something? I'm like, no, I'm not. Yep, I am. Yeah. What about the kids at the? <laughs> and then there's no kids dying at the. Yeah. And then then it's over. Also got in a fight with a guy because the guy. When they announced a Jeff Johns book, no way am I reading Jeff Johns. And it's this wasn't even the movie stuff. This guy just said he's never written a good story in his life. Really? Like, people really? People don't like him. And I said, like, you know that they're going to no, give. And that's okay. He said so. I don't know why they do this. I know why, because they need to make money and his books still sell. But I said, what, what do you rather read then? What would be the book you'd rather read? And he's like, I'd take a Mark Russell Superman Space Age any day. I said, you Again. can take that any day and shove it up it's, your ass. Is what there's, you can do. there's something for everybody, Jim, and not everything is for everyone. No. <laughs> Actually, I sort of feel in bed that I, I'm all, I come in with the big asshole energy and then that dissipates as and I start feeling bad. The asshole, that big old gaping asshole. And then I start to give the like, eh, telling jokes, but by then they're so angry at me that they see, they don't see them as jokes. And then, it doesn't work out. By the way, Michael W. Conrad, he did follow. He followed me on the Marvel side now because of this nice conversation. Though he blocked me on the DC side. So 
There you go. There you go. And I didn't look into, I was going to look into maybe finding out if the Get Fresh Crew reference in the Multiversity Team Justice deal was something of a, you oh, yeah, know, find out about that whatnot, you can. but I, I can. I actually can message the one guy who wrote it. He does follow us, so I can message him directly. I'm just scared to do it. Uh, so, and, you know, that wouldn't be a fight or anything, but he might yeah. just stop following us. I can't lose that one follow. You can. But that's that. That's that. That's all the things that happened this week, including this computer going down on maybe the best podcasting day I ever had a start on. It was like pure gold that was oh coming God. out of my mouth. I ended up opening my mouth and it was the like gold coming out. Now. Just gold coming out. I told Tanya like seven times still. Also really exaggerated. It was like 20 minutes. I told her it was two and a half hours. I lost. And that the funny play is the idea of doing the Zencaster is so that you don't lose a show. But if you end up where the power goes out, but then you don't have that computer come back on you, it's gone. The only way I could get that whole thing back is if I could get my own computer to work. Yeah. Yeah. That's what sucks. It almost feels like. It gets to the, the cloud right away, but that's not the case. It doesn't happen. Sorry, it takes so. time to get to the cloud, boys and girls. Yeah, it doesn't do it simultaneously. It just ends up, it backs it up in your heart. Clouds are so far away, it. We got, it I takes tried. time to get there. Somehow I get on, I'm like, oh, maybe it worked, and nope, it did not. Actually, the funny play is when I got into that room, that room was still going, Eric. <laughs> it was still going from eight hours earlier, but there was nothing on it. I tried, and it didn't go. Just like it was before it broke. Pure gold. It was so funny. I, mind, it's like, I'm like there Bruce Wayne there. then. There was nothing. I never even came downstairs. I didn't even record it. But, all right. But all that's you did it. was come downstairs. Oh, my goodness gracious. How? What, are you peeking in, <laughs> are you? If you are, I want to know, because that's sexy. Oh, yes. Kiss my grits. Kiss my grits, Eric. We're out of here. Uh, yeah, and hopefully everybody, you know, tune in this weekend. We have a bunch to do. We might be doing some stuff tomorrow. Me and Eric, though, we'll we'll talk. We're on the fringe. You're right on the fringe there, but I think we might have to do some things. Uh, we have eight books, I think is what it is. So if we had seven last week, we did that. That was a lot. It did feel like a, but eight. Because we we started really late, too. Yeah, we did. So, well, we'll talk about it. (laughs) We'll talk about what's going on. But with all that, thanks, everybody. And... What do we say at the end, Eric? Turn that spotlight off. Go read comics. You are all weirdos. Weird science is the revolution. Weird science is the revolution. Weird science is the revolution.